the chameleon. Hello and welcome to our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC. This is the youth edition of Some Assembly Required and we are glad to have you parents and youth tuning in to um, our discussion today. My name is Julie Adams and I'm your host. I'm joined by Pastor Wes. Welcome Pastor Wes. Hello. Glad to have you here. Um, we are so excited to start this new branch of our podcast and uh, it'll be a really great for the youth to tune in and for their parents as well who are curious about what goes on on Tuesday and Thursday evenings at the church. So you have shared that you are doing a series called the masks, sorry, masks we wear, which is uh, really relevant and a great, uh, great one. So last week we talked about I'm fine. Um, you can check that one out if you missed it. So this week you talked about chameleon. And can you describe what that means? Yeah, so chameleon is the sense of changing oneself to be able to fit in. Kind of like how a chameleon does to be able to blend in in nature. Um, how people do it to be able to blend into different groups or different friends or different like anything kind of like that. It's just a way that people change themselves, their values, kind of their beliefs just to be able to fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, and something like this is something we all do in our daily lives. It's not something that only certain you do or only one person does it's yeah. all, we all do this for we sure. all have different groups i'm sure we can think of where we change ourselves essentially for that yeah um, but last last night we kind of started with um just kind of recapping last week so like how we talked about um the i'm fine mask our big idea like hiding doesn't help freedom is found in surrender mm-hmm. kind of going through how we are made by god and to put ourselves um to not be defined by earthly standards. Yeah. To not look at the media and tell that and let them tell us how we should define ourselves and how we should always be and how, like that sense of the world controls us, but mm-hmm. rather that God, with His love and compassion, defines us and how it's much different. And being able to take that "I'm fine" mask off. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked when you kept saying, "Let God tell you who you are," mm-hmm. because uh, yeah, our thoughts are not always true. Um, but what God thinks about us is true. And, uh, yeah, I really like, I really liked that to, to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And so how we actually dove in last night to, um, this week was we actually said like, who has seen Monsters, Inc.? Yeah. I love that movie. Great movie. I absolutely love that movie. And we kind of said like, who, who is your guy's favorite character? And we heard like some, I'm pretty sure only one person said this. But someone said, like, the spider guy. And I was like, like, really? And he's like, no. <laughs> like, no. But someone's like, Mike Wazowski or Sully, Sully or anyone. He's so cozy and funny. And Boo? Yeah, we got a few of those. Yeah. And I said, what about Roz? Well, she's kind of grumpy. <laughs> and her voice is a bit annoying. <laughs> but, she, but she is always like, I'm watching you, Wazowski. I'm watching you. Yeah, and, yeah. Always watching. Um, Oh, no, I found her her character so funny. Yes. And, the whole and she turns out at the end of the movie to be like this completely different person <laughs> yes. and everything. And I was like, wow. Um, but the character we focused on was Randall. Yeah. So Randall is, is the villain in the movie. He always messes with Mike and Sully because at the core of it, he's jealous of them. He yeah. wants to be where they are. He wants to have their victories. He wants that. Um but the thing about Randall is he's like a chameleon. Yeah. He, he literally, he can that's like his powers. Exactly. The wall. Yeah. Um, so we're not in the same way that Randall is, 
but were very similar into the sense. It was kind of an idea to kind of get the youth thinking of what is a chameleon and kind of what is something like that's similar that is kind of up to date that we can look at and say, oh, I get what you're saying. Um, so I found this this worked really well. Mm-hmm. So we started with like these ideas of changing. So we went through not always the extreme change, which is it might be pretending to like certain things, even though we don't um, to get certain people to like us or anything like yeah. that. Um, laughing at crude jokes that you know deep down are hurtful or inappropriate or swearing mm-hmm. and all those other things. Um, or then we went kind of a little more like, is, or maybe it is more extreme. Like you're partying, you're partying on weekends and lying to your parents about who you really are and then playing in the worship band at church and like having this huge divide of like your mm-hmm. one side is over here, the other side's over here. Um, just this huge divide. And then we said, or maybe you're a teacher's pet and you go home and you snap at your parents with the worst attitude. And the biggest thing was we saw some people's heads maybe nod a little bit like, yeah, yeah. I kind of get what you're saying or I've seen that. Like, We wanted to say like, to all some degree, we are all like this. Yeah. That we want people to like it. So it's a natural human thing that we always, that we want to be liked. Of course. You know what? We were made for community and we want to be with people. And we want them to like us. Exactly. We want people to like us. We want people to be proud of us. We want people to see us, to value us. It's yeah. such a human thing. Like, I remember when we were setting some stuff up for youth ministry, one of the biggest things I remember always learning was you want to show your youth that they have value. Yeah. It's such a huge thing, especially in community, to make sure that everyone who is able to come has value. So we wanted to challenge that. So the challenge we had from last night, and including myself, I said this, is to go with the big idea that we have for this week. And pleasing people is pointless, but pleasing God gives you power. Mm. And it's a very huge kind of thing, um, just of what that kind of means and everything. Because it's not something we usually think of. Because um, so many of us are people pleasers. Yeah. So many of us. I totally, totally am. But when we have this sense of our idea that pleasing people is pointless and pleasing God in a sense is better... I find that gives us a sense of saying, okay, I don't need to always say yes. I don't need to always, I can look out for myself a little bit. I can look out for my relationship with God a little bit more. And that's something really important. So here's where I I shared a bit of a story just of kind of the sense of being a hypocrite or something like that. And there's a certain area in my life where I noticed um, I was doing the chameleon thing. And I was really big on like trying to get people to like me and, I was the short kid in high school who just wanted to fit in and that sure. kind of stuff. So I was, I would go along with people's jokes and I would swear and doing all these other things just to be able to fit in. And one of the biggest things I noticed was actually with my family. Ah. So even sometimes to this day, a lot of my family, most of my family is not Christian at all. Mm-hmm. Like my mom, my dad, my brother, like they're not Christian. And a lot of times I would try really hard to fit in, yeah. even though it sometimes pushed against some of my values or some of the things that I just didn't agree with, like some of the jokes or just just like let's say having an extra drink or something like that like it just it just wasn't me but I kept trying to do it to fit in and I was yeah. I had noticed to myself that I was being a hypocrite in this mm, where I'd yeah. go and tell people you know it's not as good to do that and then going and doing it with my family so it took me a while to kind of realize that I needed to stop doing this habit of trying to yeah. fit in with my family and habits, show them my true self not habits that I, are hard to break Wes have you ever had a bad habit so I used to bite my nails when I was a kid. It took me forever. I had the gross tasting nail polish. I tried to wear gloves sometimes. Like I did all of the things because 
I just used to bite my nails and it's not a good habit. Eventually I just had to choose to stop and stop. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy. No, and like that's something we actually, we got into a little bit later. We asked you if like is there an example where you've tried to stop doing a habit? Yeah. And we see some of the use like and I gave some examples. Like for me I told him like I, I bite and I pick my thumb, like the skin around like mm-hmm. my nail and thumb. It's just it's just a bad habit. Um, I still sometimes do it just because it's kind of a stress or anxiousness. And I don't yeah. even notice myself doing it. Sometimes. It's just an unconscious thing. But that's what a habit is. It's usually an unconscious thing that we yeah. don't notice ourselves doing. Well, one of the biggest things is with this chameleon attribute, it's essentially a habit. Yeah. It's a habit of wanting to try and fit in to never to change ourselves. It's become, become such a habit, especially for high school students. Mm-hmm. This is a huge thing. You walk into the doors of high school, your attitude changes. Yeah. You see your certain friend give your attitude changes. And it's not because we're choosing consciously to do this. It's this very unconscious behavior that's happening. Yeah, but Wes, sometimes it's a self-preservation thing. Sometimes it is. It's, yeah. You don't want to get made fun of or exactly. teased or bullied. So you just go along with it. Exactly. And that's one of the other, that's the other side of it. There's a unconscious side of it where it just happens. And there's a side of it where it's, protecting oneself and it's yeah. making sure one's safe so this is this is kind of where why we talked about hypocrite a little bit mm-hmm. how christians have a bad rap for this yeah totally like do. i i know for myself personally like i like just talking with people or friends who were non-christian and then me becoming a christian they were very like oh you're such a hypocrite and blah blah blah, blah, blah. um but one of the things about this whole idea of being a hypocrite is it's a very human concept yeah everyone's a hypocrite in a certain degree or sense yep that's the thing um but the best way i found to respond to being a hypocrite or being called hypocrite is, is to own it yeah and show as christians that's why we need jesus even more that's why we need him a part of our lives that's why well we, I, yeah and that's part of the um the stereotype of being a christian is they think that you should be perfect and that you shouldn't ever mess up and that you shouldn't screw up and shouldn't um, ever make a mistake or do anything bad ever. And like, let's be honest, that's just not... It's not true. It's not true. It's not possible as anyone. Cause essentially, the biggest thing I find is Christian in Christianity is we are still all broken people. We yeah. are not perfect. We We're are sinful. walking towards Jesus. We are walking with Jesus towards him. It's, a, it's this weird concept and thing, but it's very true. And that we are trying very hard to have our hearts filled with the holy spirit to have and to keep walking towards jesus and i think matthew 23 verses 20 27 to 28 actually fits this perfectly and it says what sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you pharisees hypocrites for you are like whitewashed tombs beautiful Mm. on the outside but filled on the inside of dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity Outwardly, you look like righteous people, but inwardly, your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. And that's one of the things is, it's true for everyone. Yeah. And when, as Christians, I think we have this wonderful and amazing opportunity to be able to point to Jesus in this and say, I understand this. I know this. I know this is about me, but I'm going to keep trying to walk towards Jesus. I'm going to point to him in my daily life. I'm going to try and let the spirit change me from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the big things we talked about was um, this is just something we're all doing together in our lives. And that's something we can do in youth group and as a godly community. 
kind of what we talked about last week, that sense of godly community to be able to share and to connect and be with each other and give them that sense that we're not all individually walking through this by ourselves, but as a community, we're walking together through this. Mm -hmm. No one person is by themselves in their faith journey. And if you are by yourself in your faith journey, it is best to come and to meet someone who can walk along beside you because there's nothing harder than walking by yourself in your faith journey because you will go through times of struggle and sorrow, yeah. which you need someone to be able to talk to through that. And that's mm -hmm. something we're trying to provide our youth with, our leaders with as well. And like even myself, like I, I know I have people in my life that I'm able to talk to about these kind of things. Um, but yeah, being a hypocrite is something so commonly thrown out in our world now today, yeah. especially for Christians. So I think the best way we can point to it is by, by owning it and directing people to the fact that that is exactly why we need Jesus. And two is asking the Holy Spirit to be able to change us from the mm -hmm. inside out, that we are living more consistently with that. Um, yeah, and then that kind of led into our habits. Yeah. That led into our habits, which we've talked about. So after after we talked about, you know, changing our behavior and our habits and this kind of thing, we then kind of talked about how this realization that God isn't someone who is just set on every bad thing we're doing, but rather he is someone who adores us, is cheering for us, loves us even though he knows our deepest and darkest mm -hmm. secrets and that he still wants to use us to be able to change the world for his kingdom. That idea that it doesn't matter that, you know, we are broken. That mm -hmm. God still loves us and still wants us to be part of his life and our, li our lives here. And that's something so... And I think I kind of said to you, like, this is something that's not just something that we read and we say, okay, yeah, like, that's something. No, this is something that will give us strength, to yeah. give us encouragement, to say, no, God loves us even though because of all these things. And that's when, that's how we kind of led into community, like talking about how when you know who you are and when you know you're secure as a child of God, searching for someone to validate you isn't as important. Yeah. Searching for that validation of needing to be recognized and needing to be liked and needing all these things, it doesn't matter as much. And it's that sense of, well, if we place God above, you know, that human need of, I always need to feel liked, I always need to feel liked, it happens. We all do it. Yeah. Because that, that sense of validation that we have, God has known us from the very moment of yeah. cre creation. That's one of the craziest things I find. Yeah. Especially in our faith. Like, to know that you, before you were thought in your parents' mind, God knew you. Yeah. That's wild. Even, like, as a mom, that's kind of crazy that God knew or knows my kids more and longer and better than me. <gasps> That's a wild thought. Yeah. yeah. It kind of, it kind of, it really struck me when I thought about like, you know, my early childhood, like I didn't grow up Christian or yeah. anything, but God still, God still knew me. Yeah. And that's one of the things I really find like, and even called you, even for yeah. those who aren't born into Christian homes or ev every single person on this earth, God has known mm -hmm. from the very moment before they were even a thought in their parents' mind of anything like that. And that's like, that's just absolutely insane. And I think it can give us encouragement to know that that is where we get our identity from. That is yeah. where we get our centerpiece from, where we don't need to feel the need to be a chameleon and to fit in everywhere, to, but to know and to put our identity within God and say, yeah, I am a Christian and I like certain things and I value certain things and that's just who I am. Yeah. So it is easy on Tuesday and Thursday night 
to hear these things and to, you know, and to behave the way a Christian should and to be our authentic self. That's easy at youth group, at church. Mm -hmm. But what about Wednesday and Friday morning and, you know, the next day? It's, that's not easy. No. So what kind of advice do you give to... So so one of the biggest things that we give for advice is being able to have someone in our lives that we're able to talk to through this. So to say, like, to be able to say, like, you know, I'm struggling with this this day. Struggling with something that day or whatever that may look like. So another advice that we kind of give is, like, in our small groups, me and one of the other leaders have always said in our small group that no matter if you guys need to chat or anything, mm-hmm. be able to text... That's something we want to be able to do to help you guys out. Um, I'm sure for our girl leaders, it's the same thing. It's something we want to make sure that the youth have this chance to be able to talk. That's one of the most important things we say first. The second thing that we say is we're going to make mistakes. Like Mm -hmm. we're going to mess up. We're going to fall into the sense of putting that chameleon mask on, putting that I'm fine mask on. And that's okay. And telling them that even though we talk about this at youth and we say, oh, we got to change, we got to change, we got to change doing this. We're still going to do it. We're, just, it's, we're humans. We can't just... So should just... we even try not to if we're still going to do it no, anyway? No, no, no. <laughs> no. we got to... It's, it's best to keep trying. And one of the biggest things is that we keep coming back on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. We, come, we keep coming back. We keep trying to push ourselves to be our true selves. And the thing that comes it comes down to is it's different for each individual person. So I know for a fact, no matter what I say on Tuesday, no matter what I say on Thursday, it's going to affect each individual person differently. Yeah. And that I have to trust that God is working in those people's hearts, that God is working in the youth's hearts to walk Mm -hmm. alongside them. That's one of the hardest things (laughs) to know that I don't have control in this. Yeah. That no matter what I say, it could go right over someone's head or it could impact someone greatly. I don't know. Yeah. But we trust that God is walking alongside our youth every day. We trust that the Holy Spirit is working within all of our hearts to help us take off all those masks, to be mm-hmm. our true selves. And one of the things I find, I say this to my to the youth, prayer is so important. Yeah, Being able to go to God in prayer. In the video we watched last week about um, a football player who mm. he lost his right arm and hand. They were essentially paralyzed. Um yeah. If you haven't watched it, his name's Inky Johnson, and it is a great video. Watch his story on YouTube. I watched it too. Wes um, sent me the video, and it made me cry. So I definitely suggest uh, watching it with some Kleenex. But it's it's the sense of going to God and its boldness in this way mm-hmm. because you know it's not your first time. And I love that mm-hmm. because it says that it's not like we can't go to God all the time. No, we can go to God every time, anytime. We can go to God when we are upset, when we are angry, when we are crying, when we are on our knees. We can always go to God because God is always there with us. So I used to always get in my car and I never I never knew you knew how to pray at all. Mm-hmm. I never knew how to because I thought you had to, there was a certain method or a certain <laughs> thing. It can be intimidating. It shouldn't be, but it can be. <clears throat> yeah. But what I really found was I can just have a conversation with God. Yeah. I can just talk my heart out to God and say, God, I don't know why this is happening, why this is happening. And the more I talked to God through it, the more I said, I'm angry about this. I'm upset about this. The more I talked to God, whether it was driving or walking or anything, I found God slowly changing my heart over to realize mm-hmm. what was actually going on in my life. 
So even though I was struggling with, say, anxiety or something like that, God was working in my heart to show how I could benefit other people and help other people in that situation or how things weren't always as bad as I thought and mm-hmm. it was different. And yeah, it just, God has worked so wonderfully in so many people's lives, especially if you talk to them about prayer. Yeah. If you, there are so many people at our church who we could talk to and be like, you know, has God impacted your life through prayer? I'm, oh yeah so many people absolutely 100 percent. and that's why that's one of the things i want to encourage our youth to do is be able to go to god in prayer even when we're feeling unworthy even mm-hmm. when we're feeling like it doesn't matter even when we're thinking like god's not even there go to him because he is there god is there and i just we're, we're i just want to go over a few verses that we said yeah. that were really i thought were really good with youth and it kind of goes back to the sense of knowing and that sense of god knowing us mm-hmm. so jeremiah 1 5 yeah almost like everyone know, everyone knows this yes i knew you before i formed you in your mother's womb before you were born i set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations that is incredible yes that even in our world today of all the people in our world today god has known every single person mm-hmm. before they were even born in their mother's womb that he formed us that he made us who we are and yeah i find that incredible so ephesians 1 4 says even before he made the world god loved us and chose us in christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes mm. even though we mess up even though we make mistakes god still walks in us in our daily lives and shows us that love mm-hmm. even though sometimes we we don't see it yeah. he's still showing and shining that love upon us and luke 12 7 says indeed the very hairs on your head are all numbered I love that one. I made a joke with this one because <laughs> I said, because my dad's bald. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, you know, if your dad's bald, his hair, the hairs on his head are numbered, but you know, yours are. <laughs> yeah. And the youth kind of chuckled for that. And some of them kind of like, it took them a few seconds yeah. to realize what I was saying. But, <laughs> but um, That's funny. Psalm 86 is the last verse we kind of use. Psalm 86, 11. And it says, teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Mm-hmm. And it's that sense that we can rely on God, that our heart is not split between trying to be two people, yeah. that we can be our true selves, and that we may have that sense that we have when we talked about last week, that mm-hmm. surrender to God, that we give ourselves to him and that we rely on his strength and that sense that he will carry us through those dark times and those hard times which he does yeah Um, yeah well you know it it says too that you can't i mean you can't serve two masters no either love one and hate the other hate one and love the other right exactly so that's the thing too is you have to care more about one or the other what god thinks and what god knows about you or what the world thinks about you like you have to care more about one or the other yeah, I think as a young person, it's not always easy to choose or to navigate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we had one of our leaders kind of share this this idea of what mask am I wearing? Yeah. Am I wearing the mask of partying and doing this, or am I wearing the mask that says I'm a Christian? And it kind of made me kind of stop and think through my teaching and say, we, no matter what we have in our lives, a lot of us wear those masks of I'm a Christian mm-hmm. at church on Sunday, and then I'm the smart student on Monday and I'm the student that's getting into trouble on this and like it's all those masks and what we're trying to do through the series is how do we remove every single one mm-hmm. even the one that says 
um, only in Christian this day, removing that mask to show who we truly are and how through God we can be our true selves. Because there's this there's this sense in Christianity that a lot of people fake it. Yeah. And I, I think you know what I mean by that. Yeah. Like, but to take that mask off even and to say, to come together in that sense of God, to say, how can I be my true self and kind of walk with God through that and to say, no more to that to mm-hmm. say no more to the sense of changing myself to always fit in but rather letting god define who we are yeah. to define our identity yeah awesome how we ended last night mm-hmm. before we did in a small group i actually read a poem yeah. so the poem is kind of made up of all different scripture verses all categorized into one and it is a long poem. <laughs> so I hope everyone that's listening is ready because I'm going to read it. So the poem goes, My child, you may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know you when you sit down and when you rise up. I am familiar with all your ways. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered, for you are made in my image. In me you live and move and have your being, for you are my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you when I planned creation. You were not a mistake, for all your days are written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb and brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who do not know me. I am not distant and angry, but I am the complete expression of love. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you. Simply because you are my child and I am your father. I offer you more than than your earthly father ever could. For I am the perfect father. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand. For I am your provider and I meet all your needs. My plan for your future has always been filled with hope. Because I love you with an everlasting love. My thoughts toward you are countless as the sands on the seashore. And I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you, for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and my soul, and I want to show you great and marvelous things. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Delight in me, and I will give you the desires of your heart. For it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine, for I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close in my heart. One day I will wipe away every tear from your eyes, and I will take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your Father, and I, have loved, and I love you even as I love my son Jesus. For in Jesus my love for you is revealed. He is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you. And I tell you that I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I love that I might gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you receive me. Nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been father and will always be father. My question is, will you be my child? I am waiting for you.
so that's the poem we read right before we went into small group which it does have some heavy things definitely in it yeah. it kind of carries over from because this is this is a heavy series it's the sense of really taking a look at ourselves individually and saying who am i yeah it's really looking at our identity and wondering you know is this what I believe? Is this everything? And that's something really important, I think, mm-hmm. especially in teenage years, to go through and to to figure. And yes, it is scary. Yeah. And I know people are going to listen to this and be like, "Wow, that was heavy." There's a lot that the youth are going through, and yes, because youth mm-hmm. are one of those ages that they have a lot of pressure and a lot of stress. Yeah. And the fact is, a lot of people don't think that they can always handle these kind of conversations, but really, they're one of the age groups I find that can handle some of the deepest conversations we can yeah. have. I think they're important to have at this developmental stage where, like you said, they are figuring out who they are and making some big decisions. And um, yeah, I, I think they're important to have these conversations at this time too. And I think if there's one takeaway that I think we could really have from this is the fact that God knows us and mm-hmm. has made us, that we can be defined by his by him that we can all of our identity all of that can come from god that we don't have to feel the pressure of creating someone and ourselves to make ourselves fit in but rather that we can find comfort and love and compassion in the arms of god that we can be saved in our world Mm -hmm. that where there isn't peace that god can offer us that peace that may that we may have it I think that's something really beautiful and the biggest takeaway that we can have from this to hopefully take off that chameleon mask, to hopefully take off that I'm fine mask. So, yeah. Awesome. That's a, that poem's a great thought to, to leave us on. Um, what have you got for next week? What's coming up? Yeah. So next week, um, for senior high, it's going to look different. Mm Mm-hmm. We have a mandatory meeting for the retreat coming up, so it's going to be a bit different. Um, So we're actually going to start off next week for our lesson, and we're looking at labels. So it's Ah, the final part of our series. We're looking at labels. It's going to get heavier. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, it's a fantastic series. We're really excited to kind of finish it off in that sense and then go on a retreat. Yeah. And next weekend, we have our youth retreat, um, senior high retreat. We're still looking forward to it. Total, if I know correctly, there's 117 students registered wow. across our BIC churches, and that's going to be an absolutely phenomenal time. Yeah. Awesome. And, well, and, we will be praying for you guys as you uh, <laughs> as you go, that you have an awesome time and that you stay safe. And uh, yeah, and the kids will learn a lot. And as a final announcement, I guess, yeah. um, this would have came up to parents on... Wednesday, and that is that we are doing a Canada's Wonderland trip for our youth, and we are really excited for this. And yeah, um, the cost is sixty dollars to be able to go. Yep. Um, and if there's any questions or anything like that, like how do we do this? Absolutely, just email me at wes at waynefleetbic.com, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Um, it's gonna be such a fun day. It's gonna be a great time. We're going July six. Nice. It is a Wednesday, and we are just absolutely looking forward to this. If you know me at church, you know I love roller coasters. It's going to be such a fun time to connect with youth and have moments of screaming and excitement (laughs) on roller coasters. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm sure they're all looking forward to that. That sounds like a great day out. And um, 
yeah, thank you for tuning in today. Um, we look forward to connecting with you next week and pray that you have a great week. Bye for now.